Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. I was reading an article the other day that was lamenting about how words like woke and liberal have become negative slang words. (laughs) Yeah, they said that conservatives were really good at changing words and labels that liberals come up with and making them into something that people don't like. (laughs) You know, I would disagree with this article entirely, though. I would maintain that liberals just demonstrate what being woke and liberal are. And people don't like it. (laughs) They are the reason that these words are seen this way. It also seems like it is the liberal leftist that loves their labels, both negative and positive. The negative often comes out strongly when a liberal runs out of things to say in a particular discussion. (laughs) When, When someone asks too many questions that a leftist can't answer, for example. Well, suddenly, the the one asking the questions is homophobic or racist or something like that, right? Well, 95% of the time that I have a conversation with a liberal, it ends this way. But if I was to, to call them a name or try to label them as something negative, then I'm not acting Christ-like, according to them. But this all got me thinking, what if conservative Christians talked and acted like liberals do? What if they categorize things the way that leftists do? Let let me give you an example. One of a liberal's favorite labels for someone they disagree with is racist. (laughs) Everyone is a racist who does not agree with them, right? A racist to them is someone Uh, that does not denigrate whites and acknowledge that they contribute to, you know, being anti-BIPOC, either knowingly or subconsciously. But what if Christians started calling everyone that that, that didn't go to church or support religious, um, you know, institutions or religions, a religious, right? I, I found an article from Amnesty International, and and, and it, it talks about how to tell someone it, that you love that they are being racist. So I thought I would replace racist and that type of, of language with religious. Knowing how to respond to religious remarks from friends and relatives can be a minefield. On the one hand, You want to call them out for their misinformed bigotry, but doing so can lead to an argument or awkwardness without actually convincing them to change their view. So how do you communicate clearly and effectively to help reduce the casual religiousm that is still prevalent in a lot of communities? Number one. Use I statements. Your blood might be boiling over your dad's misguided opinions about a particular religious group. But you have to ask yourself if you will achieve your desired outcome 
by pointing your finger and making accusations. If you embrace somebody, call them uninformed or lecture them, then there's a good chance they will feel as though they are on the back foot and your point falls on deaf ears. Rather than saying that, uh, you know, rather than saying like, you're a religious,ist talk about how those comments are impacting you and how you feel about it. Number two, clarify your stance. One of the swiftest ways to an argument is miss mishearing or misunderstanding somebody's point. So if you have, if, if you've been shocked by what you perceived as a religious outburst, it could be worth getting them to articulate their perspective. Sometimes what we say and what we hear are two different things. Somebody might say something and have a different intent and not realize what the impact is going to be. Number three, talk to them quietly. As tempting as it might be to call a religious out in front of a, a group, sometimes you'll have a greater perspective uh, and persuasive effect if you take them aside quietly later and highlight your concerns. You could say something like, what you said before has, has been sitting with me, and I, I want to talk with you about it. Often we make stereotypical religious-based comments from ignorance. So it's an, an opportunity to educate and say, hang on a minute. That wasn't my experience. Number four, let them walk in others' shoes. Rather than spouting off facts and figures to back up your point, asking them to imagine what things are like for certain churches uh, could allow them to feel more empathy with others' plight. Ask them, if this was happening to you, what would you do? Would you do whatever you could to make sure your children were safe? You might not provide answers. You might be able to ask questions to help them uh, and help them challenge their own stereotypes. Immersing yourself in different denominations can also give you an arsenal of anecdotes and, and to share to, to help get their point across. Uh, number five, be careful you're not being aggressive. As passionate as you might be about your beliefs, if you develop a reputation for lecturing everybody in your circle in an aggressive way, then your perspective and persuasive powers are probably not going to be very effective. Number six, listen to their perspective. As ab- abhorrent, as their views might seem. If you don't give people the respect of listening to their views, then there is little chance that they'll do the same for you. Listening to the other side could at least help prepare an arsenal of counter arguments. And number seven, be careful online. When people are hiding behind their screens, they're often willing to argue harder and nastier than in real life. For that reason, you may want to think carefully before calling out a religious online. Deleting or blocking them is one obvious solution, 
Otherwise, you could try sharing a link that explains the holes in their views. Uh, taking a similar approach to the tips, um, you know, about real life conversations. Uh, so you see how all of this sounds when you reverse things on them? <laughs> well, another label that doesn't even seem to get old for them is the label of homophobic, right? This term is rooted in the idea that if you oppose somebody choosing to have that sex, you know, that kind of sex with someone, um, and, and especially of, of the same gender, then you are opposing them because you are afraid of them. There's a fear factor there. It is that fear that drives your opposition. Well, there, there's actually a real term for someone that has a fear of church. It's, it's actually called ecclesiophobia. Yeah. I, I like to call it church phobic or church phobia or church phobic. So if, if we change this article from Planned Parenthood here that I, that I have on what a, uh, um, what is homophobia to mean what is church phobia? Well, how does that sound? Let's see. The church phobia definition is the fear, hatred, discom uh, discomfort with, or mistrust of people who are religious, evangelical, or Christian. Church phobia can take many different forms, including negative at attitudes and beliefs about aversion to or prejudice against Christians. It's often based in irrational fear and misunderstanding. Some people's church phobia may be rooted in liberal, liberal atheist beliefs. People may hold church phobia beliefs if they were taught them by parents and families. Church phobia people may use mean language and name-calling when they talk about Christians, the church, and religious people. Church-phobic people may tell Christian people that it's just for attention or that they're inherently hypocrites. In its most extreme forms, church phobia can cause people to bully, abuse, and inflict violence on Christians, churchgoers, and religious people. Christian conservative people and their allies have fought for equal rights and continue to do so, especially concerning gun rights, parental rights, and religious liberty. So what is internalized church phobia? Well, internalized church phobia refers to people who are church phobic while also experiencing God attraction themselves. Sometimes people may have negative uh, attributes and, and beliefs, um, attitudes about those who experience God attraction, and then turn the negative beliefs in on themselves rather than come to terms with their own desires. This may mean that they feel discomfort and disapproval with their own God attractions. Never accept their God attractions or never identify as Christian or religious. People dealing with internalized church phobia may feel the need to prove that they're god that they're godless exhibit very stereotypical behavior of pagan men and women or even bully and discriminate against openly christian people what is 
outing? Well, outing is the act of revealing someone else's religious orientation without their permission. If you share information about someone's religious uh, orientation against their wishes, you risk affecting their lives very negatively by making them feel embarrassed, upset, and vulnerable. You may also put them at risk for discrimination and violence. If someone shares their orientation with you, remember that this is a very personal bit of information, and it's an honor that they trusted you enough to tell you. Always ask them what you're allowed to share with others and respect their wishes. Where can I get support if I'm dealing with church phobia? Well, people who experience church phobic, um, church phobia or, or religious harassment often feel alone and are afraid to tell anyone what's happening. You should never have to face harassment. You can get support from local pastors, online church communities of Christians, trusted Christian adults that you may already know, such as family members or teachers, non-religious people who are allies to Christian people, um, a non-denominational alliance at your, your high school, if, if uh, available, uh, church organizations such as Focus on the Family, Teen Challenge, Young Life. If you're a young person who's experiencing harassment in school, it's important to tell someone, even if it seems scary. If, if you don't seek help and just accept it, the harassment will probably continue and maybe even get worse over time. This can make it hard to keep up with grades and activities and, and even school in general. Some schools may have an anti-bullying and harassment policy, and some states have adopted a safe schools law, which means that your school administrators are legally required to stop the harassment. If possible, find a trusted teacher or adult who is an ally to Christian students and ask for their help. What can I do to stop church phobia? Well, no one has the right to discriminate against or bully another person or to hurt them emotionally or physically. There are several things that you can do to stop church phobia, church phobic people, um, and 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 don't even don't ever use negative or offensive language to describe uh, Christian people. That's that's the first thing. Be careful of how even um, casual language, such as saying things like, well, that's such a crutch that, that can hurt others. Don't believe stereotypes about Christian people or make assumptions about them. Uh, be a vocal supporter of church, of the church community, regardless of your own religious orientation or identity. This is called being an ally. Let the Christian people in your life know that you're a friend and ally. Educate yourself on church issues. Respect religious people's uh, decisions about when and where they talk about God. Remember that being a Christian is just one part of a person's complex identity and life. Show as much interest in your religious friends or family members' spouses as you would show a non-religious person's partner. If you feel safe, you know, doing so. Speak up when other people are being church phobic, uh, such as making offensive jokes, using negative language, or bullying or harassing someone because of their religious orientation or identity. You see, this is 
all actually good advice. If, if, if you if you look at this, um, it's it's it really is good advice when you put it in terms of church phobia. But have you ever heard a liberal give you this advice at all in any form close to it? No, of course not, because it's 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 those nasty, evil, conservative Christians that are the ones that need to to treat the LGBTQIA2S plus crowd differently, right? But speaking of the LGBTQIA2S plus community, could we not say that they are anti-Muslim as well? I mean, we have heard a diatribe of people and commentators that tell us every time there is a terrorist attack, that if we say anything about how bad these terrorists are, then we're anti-Muslim. But what, but, but what they are pushing on us and our children, well, it's anti-Muslim. Islam teaches that homosexuality is an abomination against God. In predominantly Muslim countries where Sharia law is what everybody has to follow, you can be caned or even executed for choosing to be gay. Many Muslims in this country are even taking to um, demonstrating uh, outside of libraries and schools that have Pride Month displays and uh, overtly graphic LGBTQIA2S plus books available to children. So based on this fundamental teaching, are Muslims homophobic? Or is the LGBTQIA2S plus community anti-Muslim? You could definitely call most liberals xenophobic, at least, especially if they support affirmative action. Affirmative action is, it's it's like uh, grant opportunities, job opportunities, and even college admissions. Um, They are made easier or even just simply available to those of a certain race, ethnicity, or even skin color. If your heritage happens to be from an area or a country that is the wrong one, well, you're just out of luck. If your ancestors came from an Asian area, for instance, um, an an Asian country from, uh, you know, from a a different part of, of the world, it's, it's, it's a lot harder to get into Harvard, let's say, because of it. Now, to me, this sounds like liberals are supporting affirmative action and are just xenophobic. They're supporting the affirmative action because they're xenophobic. Xenophobia is, well, as the dictionary defines it, having or showing a dislike, a dislike of or prejudice against people from other countries. Well, that sounds like what is going on here um, with this affirmative action thing, right? That's what I would say. They're actively working to keep young Asian kids from attending college simply because they their ancestry or they are from a different country. If you don't like the word xenophobia, well, you can just call them haters, right? I mean, if, if you are against anything, that a a conservative Christian stands for, then you are just a hater. 
it's it's not that they have a different worldview than the other side. It's not that they just disagree with conservative Christian beliefs. They just hate them and want to see them entirely eliminated from society. I mean, this this would be a better place and a more loving place if we did this. Of course, to make this society a more loving and less violent place, we need to restrict what liberals can and can't say in the public square. Uh, right? I mean, social media and search engine companies need a ban and they need to ban and re- remove and, and even cancel anyone who says anything that would remotely offend a conservative Christian. Don't get me wrong, though. Uh, conservative Christians believe strongly in free speech, but we also understand that our community has been marginalized to the extent that these words that people say about us is considered violent. This is not who we are as a people. This is not who we are as a society. We must eliminate these hateful and harmful words that do such damage to church communities. This disinformation about man-made climate change, for instance, cannot be tolerated. The experts disagree. The experts disagree that man-made climate change is, 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 a, is a hoax. No, they agree that man-made climate change is a hoax and probably Russian disinformation too. This kind of discourse, if if let go and unchecked, affects communities of color disproportionately. As as we move to electric vehicles that cost $60,000 on average each, BIPOC people cannot afford this. How can the how can the leaders of this country not see this? They are not only hurting those that can least afford these these changes in in the name of man-made climate change. They are helping those that can afford them the most with taxpayer-funded tax rebates. And by doing this, they are killing the environment. If you believe that man-made climate change is a thing, why would you push electric vehicles? Your electric car doesn't need need gas but it still needs energy from burning carbon. How do you think that we get the vast majority of electricity? Well, then you include other forms of environmental damage. Electric cars need to to be light, which means that they that they include a lot of uh, of high performing metals. The, the lithium in the batteries, for example, is super light and conductive. That's how you get a lot of energy without adding a lot of weight. Other rare metals are sprinkled throughout the car, mostly in the magnets that are in everything from the the headlights to the on-dash electronics. But those rare metals come from somewhere, often from environmentally destructive mines. In fact, manufacturing an electric vehicle generates more carbon emissions than building a conventional car. What it seems like is that liberals are not pro-choice. They are anti-climate. They are for dirtier water and dirtier air. They don't understand that we must take care of the earth that God has given us and make this a better planet for our children and our grandchildren. Why would these liberal leaders ban plastic straws if they were pro-choice? 
Why would they ban natural gas in our houses if they were pro-choice? Why would they ban gas-powered vehicles if they were pro-choice? They are just anti-technology. They only want things their way, which is what makes them anti-diversity. They say that they are for diversity, inclusion, and equity, or D-I-E. But they only want things to be a certain way. They, they can't stand if someone who holds traditional religious value, uh, views, uh, they can't stand that person to be in leadership. If a Christian is elected to office, then they are accused of setting up a theocracy, for instance. Liberals say they want diversity, but they don't want anything to do with white Christian conservatives. And if someone is not white, but holds conservative Christian values, they are part of the problem. For this and other reasons, liberals can be considered to to be anti-diversity, in my mind. And this should not be a big surprise because their community and organizations are systemically racist. I mean, liberal institutions are systemically racist because the terms the, the, the term refers to how that organization was was founded on or was seen in the past. It is a part of who they are, and so they are not able to be saved or transformed in anything good. I mean, look at at one of the mainstream reasons the conservative Republican Party was founded in the first place. It was because the liberal Democratic Party was in favor of slavery. Republicans fought against all of that all the way through the civil rights movement. It was Democratic government and, and governors and leaders that tried so hard to fight for the, the, um, the, 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 you know, against black uh, rights and, and, and others. President Joe Biden himself gave speeches against segregation. The Liberal Democratic Party is a systemically racist party and needs to be torn down and replaced. For more proof of this, all you need to do is look at the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sager. Uh, who was a, a euthanicious who believed society would be better off without immigrants, without blacks, and people with mental disabilities. Just like Planned Parenthood today, Sanger used black Americans to persuade other blacks to support her organization's hidden agenda. In a widely quoted letter to Dr. Clarence J. Gamble, Sanger wrote this, quote, we do not want the word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straighten that idea out if it occurs to any of their more rebellious members, unquote. Planned Parenthood is largely the reason why black babies are aborted in America three times more often than white babies. And Hispanic preborns are killed at one and a half times more often than whites. See, it, it spills over into, the, into today. In fact, according to the, the, the Centers for Disease Control, 
and prevention research uh, compiled by uh, too many aborted.com abortion is the number one killer of black lives in the United States more than HIV, more than heart disease, more than cancer. Abor- abortion snuffs out more black lives than all other causes of death combined. You see, black lives don't matter to these people. 80% of Planned Parenthood abortion clinics are within easy walking distance of minority neighborhoods, and 60% are in minority zip codes. So it's painfully obvious that liberals and organizations that that they support are definitely systemically racist. If they deny this racism, it is proof that they are racist. Even if they are subconsciously racist, they are a part of the problem. It is not enough to just not be racist. You have to be anti-racist. This would include opposing the Democratic Party and Planned Parenthood and any other systemically racist organizations. Being an ally and an anti-racist is the loving thing to do. If you don't actually oppose this kind of hate, then you can't be considered loving. The loving thing to do is to be in support of conservative Christians. Christ is love and and, and uh, biblical tenets uh, of, of love your neighbor are right there in, in the Bible. If you oppose the church in any way, that makes you unloving and hateful not to mention anti-science, since real science supports the Bible. But even beyond that, the fact that that, making, that that masking doesn't work against the spread of COVID is settled science. COVID vaccinations and boosters don't do anything to reduce transmission either. Science also shows us that the six-foot distancing rule is not scientific at all. So anyone that promotes these things are definitely anti-science. They cannot say that they that they are just following the science and not be accused of lying. Now I know that we had a little fun today at the liberals' expense. <laughs> this was kind of fun. But some of you may have even been triggered or offended by today's podcast. But my intention was to show how ridiculous leftist liberals can sound If you just think about it for just a little bit and think about what they're saying, it almost borders on deflection since much of what we went through here just today actually makes sense when you switch it up and reverse it. But you you may have something that you think I missed, and I know I missed a lot. (laughs) We just just highlighted a few things here. Uh, You may may have been triggered or offended and and give me a piece of your mind. I would love to hear from you. And of course, you can always do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Organized Communications.